Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to the podcast. Many of you maybe have noticed that the name's a little bit different. Uh, it was previously we were authentic and unapologetic. I have never really enjoyed that podcast name. Like, I've always wanted to change it from the moment it was created. Not because I didn't stand by the title or what it meant, but it just sounds really like clanky, if that makes sense. Like it's a long name. And yes, it is what the podcast is about. But divine authenticity is just something about it It just sounds good. And I will say this, even though I really I like to say that I'm like head in the clouds feet on the ground. Like, I feel like there are some people that are only into the spiritual and it's head in the clouds feet in the clouds. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just not where I tend to be. And then you have people that are head on the ground feet on the ground where everything is very rooted in this time space reality that we're experiencing. And I feel like I'm like the middle. I'm the middle portal that likes to look at the real life stuff, but also loves spirituality and the stuff that we can't explain. And I feel like divine authenticity encompasses that a little bit more. Now, authenticity is still unapologetic, in my opinion. When you are authentic, it's that is the most unapologetic version of yourself, right? But I feel like adding in that divine component, it really speaks to the journey that I went on this year or last year, rather, for 2021. I feel like something that I really just want to bring to every platform that I have is the divine feminine aspect. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to cast aside the divine masculine. I don't think that that would serve anybody. I just feel that. I don't even want like feminism to be so on the rise. I don't want divine femininity to be so on the rise that we don't have divine masculine. I want everything to be equal. I want equilibrium, if you will. And I think ultimately, this is me really wanting to play to what I want my new normal to be like. And I've talked about this before. I don't remember in what episode, but... Something that I really, really, really struggled with in 2021 was just trying to find work-life balance. And y'all have heard me rant on my podcast about how I think that the world that we currently live in isn't really conducive to supporting anyone. And it's, to me, we live in a very masculine-based world. We don't honor the natural cycles of anything. We don't even honor natural, like the natural menstrual cycle of people that menstruate. We don't honor any of it. It's, you know, we're treated like it's a nuisance, like it's something to be shush and hush-hush about. We also don't honor feminine pleasure in any sense of the matter. We don't like, I could go on and on and on and on about this topic and how passionately I feel about it. But for me specifically, most of my life I have dedicated to trying to fit myself into the mold of what 
is more masculine driven of what is to me more capitalistic. And it is very work, go do push, um, hustle, hustle culture to me is extremely masculine. And what I have learned is that especially being like a highly sensitive person. And I also would not be surprised if I was on the spectrum a little bit, but with being a highly sensitive person, something that I have realized is that I crave and require gentleness. I require a slower paced way of doing things. I require to be soft with myself. And as I've unfurled and really worked on healing my own inner child, especially that is what I have discovered is that I needed gentle and I was not given gentle. I was given this hustle culture mentality from parents, from the world. And that's just not where I want to exist. I want to be that person that not only I give to myself and I bring in that, not to say that masculine again can't be divine the divine masculine is a thing but to me adding the divine to the podcast name was about me bringing in the divine feminine aspects and as I was saying with this like work-life balance I feel like I used to be able to push myself through everything I used to be able to you know, I wanted to do Vlogmas or YouTuber or something that would require me to make content constantly and just be endlessly busy, never making time for myself or anyone else. I would go through these spurts of basically hustle, 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 and then total burnout. And this year, as my mental health crisis peaked that we've talked about several times, I realized that that way of living was not sustaining for me. It was not going to help me. It was making my life worse. And I couldn't do it anymore, even if I wanted to. And I've had to stop myself multiple times, in fact, in especially the month of December, I would say through October through December, there have been multiple times where I've been like, oh, if I just try a little bit harder, if I just work a little bit more and I will start like designing these crazy hectic schedules for myself where I have no time for me. And every time I've stopped myself and I've said, Chloe, is this going to cost you your mental health? Is this going to cost you more than you have to give right now? And every time the answer was yes. So I've like ripped up, I've made, I've spent hours planning schedules and ripping them up. And I still haven't fully figured it out, to be quite honest with you. But I want to be the person, if there is nobody else screaming into the void online about how we can be gentler and create a life that honors natural cycles and gentle behavior, that is the person that I want to be. And I'm still figuring it out. I'm not perfect. I am not this like, div actually, I am a divine embodiment of a goddess. We all are. <laughs> we all are. We are all gods and goddesses. Okay. I'm not even going to try to downplay that. But I feel like I am not the person that fully embodies this like cyclical behavior, this ability to sink more into the divine feminine, to allow, to relax, to flow, to be more intuitive. Um, I actually have like a whole printout on what uh, divine, I almost want to see if I can get like, 
Oh my gosh, if you search Divine Feminine, hold on, we need to look at this together. We're having a full-blown Divine Feminine powwow right now. 15 symptoms of your Divine Feminine awakening. What? I didn't even know this was a thing. Hold on. Okay, so Divine Masculine represented by reasoning, logical thinking, assertiveness, action, physical movement, power, and so on. And then I just wanted to look at like the characteristics for Divine Feminine because I'm sure there's more than I could even begin to explain. I guarantee you that. But my understanding of divine feminine energy is that it is a little bit more rooted in like compassion and intuition and a slower paced way of doing things. So let me, let me look at this. Symptoms you may be experienced when the divine feminine in you is awakening, whether the awakening is spontaneous or intentional. Sometimes the divine feminine can awaken. I'm going to link this article down below in case y'all are curious where I'm reading this from. Sometimes the divine feminine can awaken spontaneously, which indicates that you are a person who lives in a healthy feminine energy without effort, as you have probably mastered the lesson of femininity in a previous life. Okay, I have not done that. I guarantee you I have not lived a life where I have mastered that because I feel like my life, especially if we get into like the mother wound and stuff, I am here to learn that lesson because it is no secret. I've talked about it everywhere. I deal with a very harsh reality of being raised by a narcissistic mother. Like that's something that I have dealt with. It's something that I still deal with. I feel like I've used a lot of my content to talk about that, especially on Instagram where I share a lot of information that I find that talks about like parenting in particular, because parenting psychology is just really interesting to me. But anyways, let this divine feminine awakening, let's see symptom number one, compassion, so number two, strong intuition, three, enhanced creativity, four, you love acts of kindness, you're more compassionate. Why do we have compassion? And then you are more compassionate as a symptom. You are more empathetic. You're more interested in motherhood. I just don't know if I agree with this list. You're more open to receiving. Now that I would get behind. You forgive quickly. Mm. Granted, I'm not reading into every single section of this, to be quite fair. But I feel like we have to be careful when we look at the Divine Feminine. Because I think a lot of people, I'm not going to link this article down below, actually, because I don't know that I wholeheartedly support it. And I think that actually makes for a really interesting conversation for this topic today, is that... I think what people forget when we talk about the divine feminine is it's not just like flowers and pretty shit all the time. It's also like the goddess Kali Ma. It's also the crone. It's also Lilith, who is like the dark aspect of self. It's not this like love and light shit all the time. And I feel like a lot of people preach the divine feminine as this love and light, all compassion, all love, all empathy. And no... It's actually also very like asserting yourself, standing up for yourself. Now, yes, you could say that the divine masculine is more assertive, but I feel like the divine feminine can exist there too. It's just different. So clearly I need to do a little more research on this topic and report back. But my point to this was, is my focus really was in 2021, at least the later half of it or the latter half of it was trying to figure out how I could live in accordance with 
my divine femininity when it came to work, because as a self-started entrepreneur for many, 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 many years, um, again, I was really susceptible to hustle culture and it was not helpful. It was literally killing me. Like, I think, I think a lot of what I went through mentally last year was that was me unearthing this, the way you've been doing things is hurting you and you need to find a way to be gentler and kinder to yourself. And it gave me better boundaries. It gave me better skills and opportunities to assert myself. It gave me like, there are so many good things that came out of last year, even though it was difficult and I don't recommend it for anybody. <laughs> um, but something that I learned is that I used to feel, and I think a lot of people in the social media world or any kind of job, I don't even think it has to be social media or entrepreneurship. I think a lot of people can relate, especially those that are like, I don't want to say are female, but like represent strongly with that like I don't know how do I even phrase this because I don't want to I don't want to cancel out anybody's identity I don't want anybody to feel like they're left out of the conversation and frankly I probably really need to do far further research on that as well on how to address appropriately but I feel like anybody that has like people pleasing tendency and any, especially though, I feel like when it comes to society and women and what we have done in telling them that they have to be the homemakers, but also work full time and make it all look very effortless. And that to me was my energy. I was constantly overworking, also making sure the house was taken care of. I was overbearing. Like this to me is a strong indication of a like feminine wound is when you are overbearing and controlling everything. And this is something I dealt with. I dealt with being for years, very controlling and not like telling my husband who he could talk to or like going through his phone, not like that. But when it came to the house, I was like, I have to do all the laundry because I do it better. So I'll do it. I have to do all the cooking because I do it better. I have to do all the shopping, all the Christmas decorating, all the cleaning because I like it done a certain way. And I don't know why nobody stopped me when I said like, oh, I just accept that I'll do it because I like it done this way. Let me just tell you, friends, from personal experience, that is red flag as fuck. That is a huge red flag. And I couldn't see it in myself. I thought that what I was doing was okay. But what I was really doing was suppressing suppressing my spouse's want to be a teammate with me and also like really just overworking myself to death 24-7. And in doing this, there was also a lot of immense pressure that I would put on myself to perform. I always had to have two pick a cards out a week. I had to make sure that I was doing two podcast videos, four podcast episodes, all of this extra content. Um, I also needed to be working on a new intro. I needed to be working on a website. I needed to like, there were extra projects too that I wanted to start. So I was just constantly overworking and then also taking care of my entire house, but refusing to let anybody help me. And that is just a recipe for burnout. And to me, it stems from this huge desire and need to control. 
And I will be the first person to tell you, I grew up in a very, very, very chaotic household growing up. I will stand by that. I will die on this hill. I know nobody is trying to convince me different, but I've come a really long way in my own story of being able to say that and not be scared that like one of my parents is going to hear it because I feel like even if faced with them in my face right now, I would stand by that and be like, nah, your household was abusive as hell and it sucked living there. And here's why. But I think what, what like that bred within me was this desire and innate need to control everything because growing up in a chaotic environment, that's all you can do is try to regain a sense of control. Especially if you don't have your own autonomy, you'll try to control everything around you. And I feel like as I stepped more into that compassionate part of myself, as I stepped more into my intuition, letting myself relax and fully receive instead of having to go out there and get everything, it was really scary at first. I feel like not enough people talk about that either. (laughs) When people talk about like relaxing and receiving and stepping into your divine feminine power, nobody talks about how hard and scary that is and how... If you are somebody that is like high overdrive control, that is terrifying to just stop. You think that your whole world is going to crumble and fall apart over like a potato chip on the floor. And what I came to understand and realize is that that potato chip, it might stay on the floor for a few hours, but if I don't pick it up, guess what? Somebody else going to pick it up. And on top of that, when it comes to work and that kind of pressure of like, I have to upload consistently or like my followers are all just going to leave. That is also just not the right energy to be going into your work, especially as a creative. If I feel the pressure to perform 24 seven, I feel like I, I lose, I lose my innate ability to create. I lose my ability to, create from the heart and actually be a good leader and actually be somebody that like the person I want to be in the world. I lose that sense of myself when I try to control and not allow myself rest and relaxation and like true relaxation, not the kind of relaxation where you tell yourself you're going to take two days off and then you spend the whole time stressing about work and your relationships and your kids and everything else while you're taking time off. So this is, I wonder if this podcast episode is even going to be like, I'm thinking about the astrology of right now when this episode airs, and I believe we'll still be in Capricorn season. And I feel like for Capricorn season, Capricorn season is kind of like hustle invested. And so I don't even know if this episode is going to hit, but I'm recording it in Capricorn season early on. So maybe it will, maybe this is going to speak to my entrepreneurs and my workaholics out there, but Basically all of this to say, sorry, I was having a little sip of coffee. Basically all of this to say that divine authenticity is me wanting to show you that it is possible wanting to, and I don't think that every podcast, every single week is going to be about this specific thing, but I feel like the ways in which we show up for ourselves and we allow ourselves to be gentler, to be just basically to stop comparing our own journeys to everybody else and how we think they should be or how far along we think we should be. 
And just letting ourselves be gentle to relax into the flow of the moment, to trust our intuition and what that actually looks like. And to make room for like, how many of you, when you feel like you are not working or you are not on all the time, feel like everything is about to fall apart and you can't trust yourself or the universe enough or God or whatever that is for you. You can't trust that enough to let yourself be supported, to let yourself just stop. From one like recovering burnout obsessed person and workaholic to another, I promise you that that energy is available for everyone. And I want to use my platform this year and in the years to come to not only feel into that for myself, but to also teach you through my own experience and through my own studying what that can look like, how it can feel and how you can step into your most authentic version of yourself, be it rising in the divine masculine or the divine feminine. I'm going to say it's probably going to be more feminine coming from me, but that's not gender based. I just, I want everyone to know that you don't have to you don't have to follow the the algorithm that the world has created for you. You don't have to be on all the time. You don't have to do 10,000 hours of work. And even though I have come from a background of doing that, I am living, breathing proof right now that as I've slowed down over the last six months, like massively slowed down. I took a month off my podcast. I uploaded, I think, maybe two times the month of December on my channel, massively slowed down. I was still wholeheartedly supported in my business, in my ability to receive, in my ability to be held. And I think that's something worth going into more, going into more detail so that you know and believe that that is also an energy that is available to you. You don't have to, and I feel like if you're listening to this and this is like really resonating with you and you're somebody that you're like, yeah, I don't want to work until I'm literally rolling over in the grave and I would like to live a gentler way of being in a world that definitely doesn't cater to being gentle. If this is like really resonating with you, I hope you will stick around this podcast. I hope you will continue to let me talk about this because I think it's something that right now, especially as anti-work is just on the rise, I feel like right now we need it now more than ever. We need to, we need thought leaders to stand up that have done these things that can show us the way. And I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm a way shower. I feel like I'm kind of stumbling myself through this as well. I'm no expert, but if you just need one person in your corner that can tell you that there is a different way, that it doesn't have to be the algorithm. And I say your algorithm because I feel like our world is so technological based now and there's an algorithm for just about everything. We have machines doing everything and that's not a bad thing. I think technology can be such a beautiful thing, but we also think that we have hacked the system in some way to make pictures a certain way, to make hashtags a certain way, to make 
And I've done this, so I know. <laughs> I've done this. I've done this so much, so I know that, yes, hustling your way all the way there does work. But I'm also here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way. You can invest in your own pleasure. You can invest in yourself. You can allow yourself to relax and still have those same opportunities and that same amount of abundance and goodness come your way. And like I said, I'm no expert. I'm still stumbling my way through it. <laughs> but I think ultimately that is something that to me, that is divine authenticity. That is, it is trusting divinity. It is learning how to tap into that trust of whatever divinity is for you. And also allowing yourself to exist in your most authentic being. Even if that means all you want to do is watercolor and I say watercolor because I did this recently with a friend, <laughs> but all you want to do is like bake pies and watercolor pictures and live in a cabin with a farm and your dog. Like there is a place for you. It doesn't, you are not different. You are not so astronomically different that there's no place for you in this world. And I think it's a beautiful thing that you have remained soft in a world that has wanted you to harden yourself and to hustle and push through. Because it, I promise you it doesn't have to be that way. And I hope that you will learn as this year progresses, as we dive more into what that divine authenticity is, that you'll learn that about yourself. Because that's all I'm here for. Yes, I'm sitting here spewing my own stories and I'm telling you things that I've learned. But I am ultimately here because I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to trust yourself. It's not about me. And though I can share stories and I can be your best girl BFF and, you know, we can have these intimate conversations, ultimately at the end of the day, I just want to pass the torch to you. And so I hope that you're excited to enter this next phase of what divine authenticity is. And I feel like I'm rambling, <laughs> even though I'm probably not. It's okay. That's, I feel like something that I say when I get kind of nervous for saying the same thing 8,000 times, but I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my cup of coffee. I know this is kind of a shorter episode this week, but I feel like I needed to address the name change and really unearth what I'm diving into. And I don't think much about this podcast is really going to change. I think that we're still going to continue to cover a lot of the same topics and the name just is a little catchier. I like it more. And I want to bring my most divine authentic version to the table because that to me is my strong suit. That's my superpower. My superpower is that I am a highly spiritual individual. I've always been really spiritual from a really young age. It has never, like I've had moments where it's wavered, but I'm very, very spiritual. I want others to feel freedom in that, to believe in whatever they want and also be themselves and not be afraid of that. So that's what we're here to do. So I hope you'll join me this year and I hope you like the new name and I love you all so much. I hope you're having a fantastic week and we will catch up again next Tuesday. All right. I'll talk to you then with a new intro and all that jazz. Bye.